0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flyer Up podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Garcia, along with my partner, Chris Mayer. The Flyers beat the Washington Capitals today in Game 2 of the Round Robin Tournament. The Flyers are guaranteed at least second place in the Eastern Conference. We'll figure out what place they're going to be when they face the Tampa Bay Lightning this Saturday. And we don't even know what the time is yet because the NHL just like decides to not announce that time yet. So we're basically to be determined until that point. Scott Lawen chips in with a couple of goals. That second line, all the scoring for the Flyers against the Washington Capitals, it was something great. We'll look ahead into some of the qualifying round series that some of them are wrapping up as three teams, well, two teams right now have been eliminated. Oh, three teams, actually. And sooner or later, there's gonna be more teams that are moving on to the first round of the playoffs. And we have the redraft of the NHL draft lottery seeing uh which playoff team is going to win the first overall pick and get Alexis Lafreniere so that's gonna be fun so got a lot of interesting th- things to talk about so Chris that game yesterday what are your thoughts
1: oh my that was a uh you know it's it's funny like I've thought about it try to compare it to that Boston game it's you can't compare it it's not like a, uh yesterday's game wasn't a flashy offensive game I mean the the Shots on goal for the game were 21 17 and the, that and, and to be honest with you that can, that right there is usually like a stat after the second period. Um but regardless, it, it you know, it was a tight checking defensive game. Uh the Flyers again proved that they can shut down a team's top players. Uh as they've shut down Crosby in that exhibition game, uh you know, and and including Malkin as well. Um and then you have you know, the Boston line uh with uh Marsh and Bergeron Pasternak. they were Eight shots combined and a minus six for the whole game, and majority of those shots coming in the last couple minutes. Um, and again, like the Flyers, they are doing really good with shutting everything down, and I think that's what they did yesterday. I thought the defense was good, as you said, the second line was phenomenal. Um, I believe that line combined for eight points, if you, if uh, if I'm not wrong there. Um, but you know that um, that third line, which I think honestly is getting underlooked, was phenomenal of Grant, uh, Albie Coubell, and Faraby. That line was amazing yesterday. I'm so good. I think that line. It. I didn't score at all, but it generated so many chances. I. I thought Albie Coubell was one of the best players in that game, um. And 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 honestly, that was along with Faraby and, and Grant as well. That line was fabulous. Uh, and sadly, it's not together now, uh, for tomorrow's game since there's been a bunch of lineup changes. Uh, but Amadeo, you could read those off as well if you'd like with the the lineup changes for tomorrow because it's going to be a little bit different, but I still think the Flyers can come out on top in this one.
0: It's definitely going to look a lot different tomorrow, and granted, look at... Looking yesterday, I do agree with you that Albe Kubel and for some reason, Faraby, those two had like a weird, weird, weird chemistry yesterday. Like they yeah. looked like they were playing great together and mm-hmm. they almost scored on a ton of chances. Faraby gets so unlucky when oh, he has scoring chances. He had a two on one with Albe Kubel. The pass was kind of weird. So he we had to go to the backhand to try to take the shot. It's just like Far- Faraby gets so unlucky. I feel bad for him. But hey, it's playoffs and he's getting experience. So that's the one thing that counts.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: He's definitely going to learn to finish on those chances. And actually, before we get into this recap against the Washington Capitals, let's go over these lineup changes that Chris mentioned that's going to be happening tomorrow when the Flyers take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So. JVR, he's going to be back in the lineup. He's going to join Grant and Nick Albe kubels line. So I, I do like what Elaine Vigneault is trying to put a message out there to James Van Reamstijk. He wants him to play better. He wants him to be better. That's the statement Elaine Vigneault's been doing a lot this season when he was doing in the beginning of the year. The guys like Jake Vort, Claude Drew, you guys got to st- pick up the pace. You guys got to step it up. He's doing it right here to James Van Reemsteke, and hopefully this brings him the spark that he definitely needs to get mm-hmm. back into the lineup. And then we'll have Joel Farabay. He'll be skating on the first line with Claude Giroux and Sean Couture. And Shane Gossespierre is going to be entering the lineup, and he will be paired with Justin Braun. So it looks like Robert Haig will be taking a seat for this game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And Jake Voracek is not going to be playing in this game against Tampa Bay. He's quoted not available to play. So we have no idea what that means. It's better than hearing unable to play or unfit to play. Not available I don't think it's anything to look too deep into, but it yeah. makes you does think a little bit, but I don't think it's anything really worth thinking about. In- yeah, that, I don't either. Like-
1: I mean, personally, it's it, AV said it wasn't a coach's decision, so it's not that he played bad. I didn't think Jake had the best game. I didn't think that line yesterday had the best game, but regardless, the second and third line, and even the fourth line at times really picked it up, um, and, and, and that's not to say that the first line's been bad the whole time. They just were not, And and, and as I said, it wasn't a big offensive game regardless, but again... You know, the, the whole thing with JVR there, like, I liked it, to be honest with you. Like, AV is really sending a message. And, and it shows because you're going to have to fight for your spot. Like, there are young kids on this team, guys like Bunneman and, you know, and and that, and just going back to the regular season, there's been guys where we have seen that they just have to pick it up. And if they don't, they're out of the lineup. And, and that's the thing. You have all these young guys with the depth. Um, and 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 one thing is true about Ghost, he will be on the first power play unit tomorrow, so yeah. that is definitely something that we could see. I wonder if they'd run that with two defensemen, with Provorov as the quarterback, and maybe Ghost and Jake spot, and that, maybe keep everything the same.
0: That could definitely be a possibility, or maybe I I remember them trying Fairby on the first unit sometimes. Yeah. So maybe that can also be a possibility. But I can also mm-hmm. see the two defenseman thing with Ghost being back into the lineup. That, that'll yeah. be something very interesting. Also, Carter Hart's going to get the start tomorrow. And yeah. you saw in his little press conference, he was wearing his Eagles hat. So sh- showing some Philadelphia representation there. That's yeah. uh, very nice to see right there. And just going back to the, the second line and like all the, the deep lines chip it in. And, like, when you were talking about the first line, like, they're not getting their legs going there. they they need to pick up the pace. Imagine when the first line gets going and then every line is clicking at the same exact time. This team is going to be unstoppable when every line is going to click. Oh and that's God. going to happen.
1: Dude, it's, it's seriously, like if you, if you get scoring on your first line, that is like insane. Like, 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 when was the last time we had a line, like, low in the lineup, like, third, fourth line that could score? Like seriously. It hasn't been for a while. Dude, like to me, it's like there isn't any like Dale Weeses or Chris is in the Wies. lineup anymore. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that is.
0: Yeah, you have guys in the lineup that can actually you young guys right there. You got Nicole Bay kubel you got Nate Thompson, you got Connor Bunneman, you can slot in there, Joel Farabee you can slot in there, Michael Rothell, sadly is injured right now, but you can slot Michael Rothell in there. Mm-hmm. And you got a very deep team on that fourth line. Also the third line. When you have Derek Grant settering, and you can also throw those other names on there, like a JVR, like a Nicole Bacoupel, Joel Faraby, all those guys. It's a very deep team. It is.
1: From, and, literally from the first line to the third defensive pair. Basically, it, to the goal. It's so pending. deep. Yeah, deep exactly.
0: Defense. And that's a first. The Flyers' goaltending is actually deep. That's a first <laughs> we could say. You, you, maybe you could have said that when we had eight goaltenders used last year, but... Yeah. It, it's actually a good goaltending deep situation because you have a good goaltender both in Brian Elliott and Carter Hart. And Brian Elliott yesterday, even though he didn't face that many shots, he looked fantastic.
1: Oh, my God. He like, was like – he had some really nice saves. His I think his best save was that breakaway save on Verona at the end of the second period. Um, that was probably – and that was probably the first time he was tested all that period because the Flyers were just on the power play the whole time and the Caps said to defend. But regardless, it was, you know – I mean, Elliot made 16 saves on 17 shots. That goal was such a squeaker. That was, I mean, and, and you know what the best part about it too is, is that both of the goals that the, that the Flyers have given up in the round robin deflected off of Hag. <laughs> both of them ended up deflecting off of Hag. He's like, out of all guys, it has to go off my my I mean, stick you, or or, or, I mean, or his boot or whatever i mean you gotta feel bad for the guy it's just like he's not A, doing well. No is, is it just happens yeah and, and and that's the thing like he's not he's putting himself in good defensive positions it's just going off of him and in and i think the best part about it is that n- nothing bad has happened after that like for hag and no, i think Hag's really. played great and to yes. be honest with you it's nothing against like hag At, like i said this in my preview video i was like dude this is for all the marbles here Throw every offensive player you can out there. Why not? You know? And, and and the thing is, is, like, to be honest with you, they're kind of treating this like a preseason, if yeah. you think about it. Because yeah, they're switching the lineup up. Like, it's not, like, real playoff hockey. But I could definitely see this game being a little more chippy, a little more physical. And I could maybe definitely see some, some more, you know, because there's something to play for, you know? and are playing instead for first like, place right here. Yeah, exactly. This is the game for first place. So, you know, regardless, I... And it makes me think like and I I wanna ask you this too. Without Jake in that first line, like, how much do you think that's gonna affect it? Because to me
0: that's a tough one.
1: To me, it's gonna hurt because like it's definitely gonna hurt because obviously Jake is one of their best players and he won't not he won't be in the lineup. So obviously that right there is a given. I think the matchups might hurt a little bit. I think that might be where that second line may have to start playing like a first line. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if those two lines get around the same ice time. I could definitely see that. And may- maybe that fourth line, maybe getting a little cut back.
0: And what I think what's also going to be some type of a key, like from the Tampa Bay situation, Steven Stamkos is not going to be playing Saturday.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, yes, I mean, Stamkos hasn't been playing the uh, the the whole time, but regard and they've played well without him. But still, yeah. it's it's one. Maybe less, that's the key for Tampa Really Bay. Good player. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Which is so weird, because, I mean, it, but the thing is, it's one less player you don't have to deal with on that power play, which is just lethal regardless, but. Definitely. I, I think from my, when I watched their exhibition game versus Florida, uh, their first unit had Kalorn on it instead of uh, instead of Stamkos, so they ended up switching that out, and I think they had Point on Stamkos' side, um, and they had Kalorn in the middle, usually where Point is, and then obviously Kucherov. And they also didn't have Hedman that game, so they had uh, they had Sargachev at the point. So regardless, um, and and it's weird too with Tampa because I feel like the Flyers are so even. Like there's two teams that come to mind that I think the Flyers are so evenly matched with, and I, and I talked about this yesterday with ear for Flyers nugrity. With it's Colorado and Tampa Bay. I think those are the two teams that you look at them. They're like everybody thinks they are the two best teams in the league, and I personally think the Flyers are like neck and neck with them. Depth. Scoring, defense, goaltending—I think it's all there for for all three of the teams combined.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see it at one hundred percent. Maybe you can throw in Boston there, but Boston—I feel like when you shut down their first line, it like sometimes their bottom their bottom forward lines they struggle to score a little bit when their top yeah. people go down or like they just can't get anything going. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you can throw Boston in there, but I don't think Boston is as deep of a team as people think. They just been. They've just been playing lights out this entire year, and also they got amazing goaltending by Tuukka yeah. and Halak. So, but I do feel like, like you said, Chris, the Flyers definitely can match up with some of the best teams in this league and probably are one of the deepest teams in this league. And that's going to be very important just going into the first round of the playoffs in general. Deep teams
1: win. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like, it is just – it's – and and that's the thing. Like, I just think it's going to be the momentum right now. And if you look at some of these teams that have momentum, it's the Flyers, Tampa, and the Avalanche. They all yep. have momentum. And, you know, it's hilarious. The two the two teams that make the 2019 Cup Final last season both have no points in the round robin. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it?
0: It's very it's like
1: nuts. Everybody would have thought, you know, all these teams are going to go by and win all three games. Well, no. You know, and, and, and now the highest seed both of them can finish is third.
0: Everyone expected Pittsburgh to steamroll Montreal and look what they're at right now. <laughs> and,
1: and they're down on the series. And yes. also Jari, and I don't know if you knew this, Jari's in that tonight.
0: Yeah, I definitely saw that. Oh,
1: this afternoon. Yeah, we'll uh, de-
0: we'll yeah de- the game's de- at 4 <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. So Pittsburgh, <laughs> they're kind of a little bit screwed right there. But let's get into this game against the Washington Capitals. So like we said, that second line was very lights out. So, but like Chris said in the beginning of the show, this game really felt like it was a little bit muck and grindy. There really wasn't many offensive chances. Teams really couldn't get the shots on the net. It was a very low-shot game. Like Chris said, only 20 shots around for the Flyers, only 17 for the Capitals. Not very high on the offensive side, but when the Flyers got their chances, they made it work, and this is into the first period around seven minutes in. So we're at the 13-minute mark, and it's the Kevin Hayes line out there, and Ratko Kogudas probably still thinks he's on the Flyers because he turns the puck over to Kevin Hayes. Then he gives it to Travis Konechny, who is driving the net on the left side. As he's getting pushed over, he tries to do a spinorama. No look past to Scott Lund, which gets Braden Holpe off of his net in a wide-open net for Scott Lund as he buries it in as the 1-0 Flyers lead. And that pass by Konechny, oh, oh my goodness.
1: God. That that play right there reminded me when uh, Couturier had stole it right in front of the net versus Colorado and just threw it around to for the wide-open net. Yes.
0: I, I did see resemblance in that. It just felt like he knew Scott Lawton was there. He wasn't looking the entire time, but he mm. knew Lawton was there.
1: All right, just tell me who who cut the holes in the back of TK's and uh, in, in 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 the back of TK's helmet there, the uh, eyes in the back of his head. Uh, who knows? Who knows?
0: <laughs> uh, maybe one of the Capitals did it as a prank, but it instead came back to hurt them. So you never know. <laughs> So, going the rest of the way through this first period, there were there were many penalties in this game on both sides. Flyers' penalty kill, fantastic once again. The Flyers' power play, it does need to get going a little bit. They had a, maybe one too many power plays in this game where they couldn't find a way to score, and it could have been a higher scoring game, but the power play just couldn't get anything going. But hey, if you're doing it right one way, the power play is going to eventually get going. So it's a, it's a learning process right now. It's a process right now. Thank God you got your five-on-five five play going, and you got your penalty kill being dominant right now. And Washington right now, and in an interesting stat for the Flyers, too, in regards to playing Washington the entire season, they've held Alex Ovechkin to a goose egg the entire year. No goals, no assists, no points. And Ovechkin has not been able to do lick against the Flyers <laughs> this
1: year. And it's funny, like... I looked at it like that, and I was like, all right, well, they shut down Ovechkin. I was like, that's good. And I was like, wait a second here. This this is kind of like a, 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 a trend starting. They shut down Crosby in the exhibition game, right? And then they shut down that Bruins line, like I said. And then now Ovechkin, it's like, dude, if they can do this against Tampa Bay, man, <laughs> like, th- th- this might be something here. Like, th- this that's might like- be... Because I think that might be one of their most underrated traits right now. Their defense is just phenomenal right now. Their,
0: de- their defense has been playing as fantastic. The, like, the young guys oh that God. have come into this around Robin, they're just playing great. And I want that momentum to carry into the first round of the playoffs because... Even though you're getting experience in the round robin, these are technically not playoff games, even though the statistics do count. I want that momentum to carry over into the first round because that's when the games are going to matter. That's when the games are going to be something. And I want this momentum to carry over. And thank God they're playing good right now because it looks like they're very confident going into the playoffs. Very, very confident. And speaking of confidence, second period on a four-on-four. So... This is where a strand of penalties are just coming back and back and forth. Flyers can't score on their power play. They're killing off the Capitals' power play. And then Flyers get a power play. Then we take a penalty. It turns into a four-on-four. Then the Caps will get a power play after that, but they take a penalty. There's a lot of penalties in this period. But on that four-on-four, Kevin Hayes, I feel like he was holding on to this puck for like five minutes (laughs) on the right side of the wall. He's just, just puck dangling, just standing there. And no Washington Capitals are attacking him. And then you get Travis Sandheim on the left side just going past everyone. And then Hayes finds the seam, the open ice, to get at the Sandheim. And, oh, my God, this play that he did on Braden Holpe, he went back and forth. Boom, right into the net. 2 nothing Flyers, Sandheim with the goal. Hayes with another assist, and Lawton gets the assist on that as well. Just what Kevin Hayes did there and what he did later on the next Scott Lawton goal, just, oh, my goodness, Hayes, I, I love you. How are you doing this? <laughs>
1: How are you doing He's just that good. He's just that good.
0: You're making that contract you signed to look cheap. That's definitely (laughs) what it is at this point.
1: Dude.
0: (laughs) I mean, mean, you you understand what I mean. (laughs) Kevin Hayes, $7 million. It's cheap. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, hey, fantastic goal right there. Sandheim gets on the board. And we go into the third period. It's a 2-0 Flyers lead. Third period, the Flyers get their chances. It's the second line once again out there. Kevin Hayes once again hanging on to the puck, and you get Scott Lawton driving it down the other side. Kevin Hayes find- once again finds the open ice. Scott Lawton redirects the puck in past Braden Hope. It's a 3-0 Flyers lead. But hey, Washington wants to say, okay, we're not out of this game yet. Travis Boyd takes a deflection from a Carl Hagelin shot, and it's a 3-1 Flyers lead. And hey, the Flyers shut it down from there. They shut it down completely to win the game three to one.
1: Yeah, that goal was like twelve seconds later, I think.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, that was that was quick, and
1: that that was such a that was such a bad goal for Elliot to give up. Not saying that he should have had it, but it's just like one of them. It's like, oh my god, he's gonna want that one back. It's and just like
0: it's, yeah. It, it was just like a, so much of a squeaker. The five hole was open like a millis like a millimeter open and it find yeah. a way to squeak through.
1: And then as it, you said earlier, it goes off hag and then hits Boyd. It's like, oh my god, it sucks. It 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 it, it was kind of like one of those like knuckle bucks.
0: Exactly. It just felt very <laughs> but hey. The Flyers didn't die down from that. If the, the, the goal happened, the Flyers shut it down the rest of the way. And the Caps, for some reason, that's the entire game. Like, I, I know they're missing John Carlson, and that's definitely a big factor into maybe a lot of things, especially their power play because he is the quarterback. But Washington just looked out of sync. They were taking so many penalties in this game. Well, and you know they had
1: 43 coach, hits in this game.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially so that Wilson right there is a, Tom Wilson oh. and an unnecessary penalty when he did a boarding into the wall.
1: I, like that, I think that power play, then the next one was the one that gave the Flyers the momentum for this game.
0: Yeah, definitely. When you're Isn't taking that... so many penalties, it's difficult to get back into that game.
1: Yeah, especially when you're spending a whole period defending the whole time. that You can't really do much.
0: Yeah, when it's going from one penalty, to the next penalty, four on four, penalty, 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 penalty. How am I supposed to get back into this game? Exactly. You've been thrown off the curb so much. There's like no way you can get back into that. But hey... The Flyers don't care. They won the game. They've won two games so far in this round robin. And they're going to be battling Tampa Bay for that first place spot on Saturday against Tampa Bay. And that'll be interesting. The Flyers are guaranteed second place in the Eastern Conference. So that's very nice to hear. So let's uh, let's look at the matchups that the Flyers can possibly face when they go into the first round. So we have your mini series right now. Like the Flyers, they cannot face they cannot face Carolina and they cannot face Pittsburgh since they're going to be second place in the, in the conference and the way the playoffs are set up, they're doing that reseeding format type of thing. So the flyers, they can't face Pittsburgh if they win and they can't face Carolina since they've already advanced to the first round. So I think the teams that the flyers can face are the Islanders since they just advanced into the first round, the Toronto Maple Leafs if they can think if they're going to win that series, Columbus, and maybe Montreal maybe i think those are the teams that the flyers can possibly face uh-huh. and it's it's going to be weird because one you got to figure out is montreal going to win their series is columbus or toronto going to win their series and what maybe the only team that's maybe a definite right now because they are into the first round is the new york islanders so right now these other matchups you just got to wait until these other teams finish off their respective series and just like for Toronto in yesterday's game they blew a three-goal lead and lost in overtime and you saw John Tortorella on the bench screaming at Pierre-Luc Dubois on the bench they're literally having an argument back and forth and then he goes out and scores a hat trick and the overtime winner it's just yeah. like yeah,
1: yeah that fun. was in that and, was in game 2 he was going at him and everything and then the next game he gets that hat trick and it's like oh my god like that that right there that Right there just shows the coaching from Sheldon Keith and Tortorella, how how much of a of a mismatch it is.
0: Exactly, it definitely shows that off. Like Toronto is leading three nothing in the second period. It, Columbus does make it two to one, three to one, and then they go into the third period up three to one. And how do you blow that lead? I understand it's Toronto, but how do you blow that lead Damn. in the third period because Columbus
1: scored two goals. Like I that. think you just answered your question. It's Toronto. <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. It's Toronto. I mean, how many times this season have we seen the Leafs either blow a lead or blow? It doesn't have to be a three goal lead. Could too be you know times. two nothing one eight you know two one whatever. They're, they 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 just blow leads. It doesn't matter what it is.
0: They've blown it way too many times.
1: Oh yeah, and that's the thing. I think I think they just don't have that. Experience and that defense to to rally them up to get that that to end up you know closing the game out.
0: Yeah, it's going to be difficult for Toronto to.
1: And, and it's funny because like, yeah, exactly. And another thing is too is that I think everybody knows what's actually going to happen uh, for this game. The Leafs are going to win Game Four and then they're going to lose Game Five. Oh God! <laughs> I, I just. I just have a feeling that's exactly what's going to happen.
0: I could I could definitely see that because the Leafs love going to Game 7s. They just love it and love losing in Game 7s. And oh, it's yeah. funny, too, because they got Corpo Salo pulled in that game where they went up 3 nothing. So you know Corpo Salo is going to want a little bit of revenge in tonight's game since he is going to be the starter for Columbus. Mm-hmm. So that, It's going to be something interesting well, no, right
1: it's, there. It, it's, it's actually Merz Lincoln starting tonight. Oh, it's going to be Merz Lincoln's? Yeah, they had Merz Lincoln's in that tonight. And that's the thing, and that's the thing, because they're gonna have a Freshmers Lincoln's in net who got pulled in that game, and they're gonna have a, a, a Mers Lincoln's with them. You know, probably gonna be tired and stuff because they're playing in in less than twenty four hours. When, you know, and that was when that game ended. But regardless, hmm. it's gonna be very
0: interesting because Corpus Silo in the beginning of that series was phenomenal. So it's it's kind of odd going back to not going with Corpus Silo since he's been so hot in this series. But hey. Maybe they need the fresh goaltending. that's what Pittsburgh's doing when they're going with Jari instead of Murray. So, hey, maybe the the fresh goaltender it sparks your team up. So, maybe that's something in Pittsburgh going two d- down two to one. The Montreal, how? How are they down two to one?
1: That's they had one question. lead and they blew it.
0: <laughs> yes, basically they pulled the to Toronto. <laughs> Pittsburgh, what are you doing uh, Mur- there?
1: That goal that Murray let up is just... Awful. You, why is he down that early? I don't you know, know. You know what that goal reminds me of? And I, you probably... you, you I, I'm sure you have to remember this. Remember, where, I don't know, it was the game where Frost scored his first initial goal versus Florida. And I so. Achari was in the corner, and Hart was just... like It, it reminded me of the Czech Monik play where he lost his glove and they sniped it. Oh, I, I, and, I know. And like Hart I, was down, and he was down so early, and they snipe it over his head. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why are you down that early? That is exactly what I said to myself. Why is he down that early? He's like six foot. I, I'm trying to think how tall Murray is. He's like six two, six four, maybe around there. Why maybe, is he down that early? Who like, knows? And especially when there's no one on him. Why are you even in that position? I'm not sure, man. I mean, it, it's <laughs> a horrible sure. defensive play, but I mean, I was happy it happened, but. Regardless it's just like what the hell man it, it it just boggles my mind because it makes me think less of what the penguins actually are when i know that they're a good team but they aren't i mean they struggled all year just not playing like themselves so who knows what that what, what that translates for this game um i don't know so so like so how are you thinking you think they win tonight or you think they you think they lose in, in three <laughs>
0: That's what I'm. Th- that's what I'm thinking right now. I don't I'm know. I'm thinking it's Sid- it's Sidney Crosby's birthday. I th- I think Crosby's gonna have himself a game. Oh, that's 13 tough. points it's, tonight. It's tough. It's gonna because it's it's gonna be Jari. Does Jari have any playoff experience? Or no. So it's no. gonna be tough. Go- I know it's gonna be a fresh goal of tender. The, the team's gonna thing... want to play for
1: him, but yeah, the only thing he's had is that half of that exhibition game versus us. So only thing he's got right now.
0: It's the it's gonna be tough. It's his first playoff game. It's meaningful because it's a game they could get eliminated in, and they have to draw to you. a game
1: five. I could see Pittsburgh winning tonight, like a really like sound victory, maybe like a shutout or something, and then, or maybe maybe like three or three one four one, and then end up yeah. losing in game five. That that's also a possibility. I I seriously could see that. I think because it it just makes me think like like uh, not Toronto, excuse me. Uh, Montreal, a team that rallies around that stuff, and and then and they know they can beat them. They score first in the last game, end up going down, but they end up coming back and winning it. You get two goals from your from your top pair of defensemen and Petrie and and Weber there, and they they just play with them like they don't. Like Montreal hasn't played good necessarily in really any of these games. They've just hung with them, and that's the thing. Like the Penguins just can't capitalize on their chances. Price has been phenomenal. And I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you know Canadians fans or Penguins fans probably have a different say, but again, it's like I, from what I've seen, I haven't seen Montreal even own a period. I mean, I could maybe a five, probably like to ten minutes of the period, but a full period. I haven't seen Montreal really play well. I think they've just played with Pittsburgh, and I think that's the best thing going with them. Yeah, As for there's... the other twelve seed, Chicago, I think they've actually played really well, and they've. They've honestly played better than the Oilers in some of these games.
0: Oh, Yeah, definitely. For the Montreal standpoint, they're just scoring on the chances they're getting, yeah. and that's that's what counts. That's how you're gonna win games if and, if you're gonna dominate the whole game, scoring the chances you get.
1: Exactly, and, and that's and, the thing. Like, and then that's another thing. Like, without getting like shots on goal, because the Caps yesterday, like as I said, 17 shots on goal, and nothing was really major. Uh, I think I think Ovi himself had two shots yesterday, uh, yeah. and the one was, I believe it was a. I can't remember what it was, but he he had a nice chance in the first period, probably their best chance of the of that period. But again, it's like man, like I I don't know what it is. I mean, the Flyers are. I'm I'm going kind of a little off topic here, but the Flyers are playing so good with their team defense, and I think a lot of other teams are. are it, like, is it me or Or some teams just like not playing up to. I, I guess you say. I guess you could say up, up to snuff. Like they're not like. Playing Playing like
0: they should, their standards.
1: Yeah, like yeah, like playing to their standards. Playing like we know they can, like the Bruins, the Blues, you know, and 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 then then teams like Dallas too, but like Dallas has struggled too. It's it's tough. It's tough to say that because you had such a
0: long layoff, yeah, span of four and a half to five months, so you could put some credit to that. Oh yeah. Even and then you had the short like a you had even though you had training camp in the beginning of July, you had the one playoff game the one exhibition game, and then you were thrown right into the round robin, thrown right into the qualifying rounds. Yeah. So maybe it is tough for some teams, but maybe for the teams that were expected to win, it's tough for them to get their gas going. And mm-hmm. that's where these lesser these lesser teams that are in the standings, maybe that's where they're getting their advantage because hey, this team isn't quite up to spark. So, hey, let's take advantage when we can. And I think that's what Chicago is doing. Even though Chicago has a lot of players on the team that's fully experienced in the playoffs, I think Edmonton, they're just not fully up the... Even though Connor McDavid has been phenomenal in this series, I think Chicago is just taking advantage of the team just not being fully, I would say, prepared, if that's an answer I can put out there. like I don't want to say fully prepared or something like that because that's not an excuse. You should be fully prepared. But, like, with such a long layoff in between the stoppage of the season and the start of these qualifying rounds, maybe, like I said, one of those teams can just, like, and not be there ready yet to, be, like, start hockey, like, this quickly. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what's taking advantage. Maybe that's what's affecting Pittsburgh. Maybe that's what's affecting Edmonton. You just never know.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we don't watch these teams ever, you know, every given night and obviously you have season tickets. So it's different when you see the team live as well. Um, but again, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I've, and, and that's why I kind of like, that's why I kind of hate doing these predictions, even though I still do them because it's like, I don't watch these teams all the time, you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's fun. But then again, it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's kind of just like a guess. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Yeah. I won. Cool. <laughs>
0: But here, here's the thing. Who do you expect? Do you expect any of the 12 seeds to win? Do you expect Montreal to win their series? Do you expect Chicago to win their series? Or do you think it's just going to be like one uh, wins and then the other? You were you were
1: going to call me crazy. I can see both winning. Hmm. I can. Interesting. I really can. I don't think the five seeds have played well at all.
0: The Oilers, you know, that, that,
1: that one game. But, you know, that game was kind of over in the first five minutes with McDavid with those two goals. But. I kind of that really just took all the wind out of Chicago's sails and really just gave Edmonton all the momentum in the building that night, if there even was, yeah, momentum. Obviously, with no fans, and it's funny with the no fans; they still do like the the tonight's attendance zero, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the the wave will not be in effect in today's game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I do like when some teams do score their goals; they show like. Like in the middle, they'll show the game going on, but then, like in the top corners, like bordering the, the actual play on hand, they'll show like the fans that they're coming in from like a live feed to like just reacting to what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I remember seeing like one of the Flyers goals yesterday, they had Gritty on the screen too. So, yeah. I think Gritty was celebrating as well. So, that's nice. It's still funny to see how Gritty has that
1: billboard in Toronto. Oh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. It, it, it the way that they market him is insane. Yes it's great i w- i i no, i wish they would market the players sometimes more, but regardless like they do such a good job with that mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna
0: be weird for like some of these teams going into an elimination game granted we have we've had some teams eliminated already and the rangers were eliminated the panthers were just eliminated today Winnipeg was eliminated last night which honestly i did not expect i didn't expect calgary to I guess, be that better than Winnipeg. I expect Hellebuck to be, I guess, steal a series for Winnipeg, but hey, Calgary should prove they were their better team. So it's going to be, that's going to be weird seeing some, if there's going to be any teams eliminated today, because there's a lot of teams up for elimination. Arizona and Nashville, they're playing right now. It's currently two to one Coyotes in the halfway through the second period. Arizona wins, they move on to the first round for the first time since 2012. And if Nashville wins, they're done. And then you get the Pittsburgh game and Montreal game, like we were talking about. Montreal wins, they move on. Pittsburgh loses, they're done. They need to try to advance it to a game five. Chicago, they lead their series 2-1 to against Edmonton. They can look to clinch tonight at 645. Toronto and Columbus. Columbus leads that series 2-1. to And for Toronto, it's just more pain and misery for their fan base, which is honestly pretty funny because uh, (laughs) this team, for some reason, just can't seem to get it going. Maybe that's what happens when you invest – over $11 million each for your forwards. I guess that's what happens, and you have no defense. So I, I, I do feel bad for what happened to Jake Muzzin. Now that was a scary situation, but it's still Toronto. The, you don't give Freddie Anderson help, and you spent so much money on your forwards, and you don't have defense. That's probably why you're losing games. And then we have Vancouver versus Minnesota. Vancouver is leading that series 2-1. to one. That's the last game of tonight. That ten forty five. Do you expect anyone else to get eliminated tonight, Chris? Hmm. We've already had Um, Florida eliminated tonight. Do you think Nashville does? Do you think Pittsburgh, Edmonton, Toronto, Minnesota? Who do you think gets eliminated?
1: Uh, man. Wait, who is Okay. Oh, wow. I thought, dude, I could have sworn that Minnesota had won that third game. Wow, I'm an idiot. Um. It's tough. I mean, I don't. I mean, I already said about the Leafs. I think that they'll win the night. Um, I could see Pittsburgh. I could see. I, I could see Nashville losing. I don't think. Um, I really don't think that Nashville's like that good. To be honest, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It just it feels like they dominate, but they can't score first. It's just weird.
0: <laughs> it's funny um, how you just say that because Nashville just tied it. <laughs> it's two two. Did they? Oh, yes.
1: no. <laughs> That's uh, that, that's just great.
0: <laughs> it's funny because um, when you were saying that, I saw the on my screen that's the score changed from two one to two to two. So I was like, oh, okay, they just tied it. <laughs> oh, they just tied it. <laughs> so maybe they were hearing you and they're like, shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like you idiot, shut up. Um, Edmonton, Chicago. Uh, I gotta think the Oilers win this one. I have to think this one goes five. I, I can't. I I just can't see the Oilers going down without a fight. Um, yeah. There's only four games tomorrow. And, yeah, and I think that's because they're probably going to wait and see what these other games are going to be like.
0: That's that's also
1: Because two of these other games are, you know, today with elimination and stuff.
0: Yeah, they still don't know what times they're going to be. That's probably why they haven't announced the Flyers game yet.
1: Yeah.
0: Same thing with the Golden Knights in Colorado. They play tomorrow in the round robin. Their time hasn't been available yet either because tomorrow's games, if, like, these games do go to a game five, it'll be Chicago, Edmonton, then Pittsburgh, Montreal. So you basically just gotta wait and see what happens in today's games to figure out if a game five is gonna be necessary. So I can understand why the NHL hasn't announced the times yet, which it's still making a lot of people mad because we wanna know when the Flyers are playing. We wanna know when to set up on Saturday so we can actually do things. <laughs> I mean, I
1: agree. That would be nice. That it would be nice. <laughs> yeah, the, I could honestly see this game being at eight o'clock.
0: That could definitely be a possibility. I would love for it to be an eight o'clock game. I can actually be prepared for an eight o'clock game and mm. actually be home. Hopefully. <laughs> because the past Before two games, games, I've been down the shore <laughs> and I feel like it's on
1: purpose. He's texting me and he's like, he's like, keep me updated. I'm like, uh, yeah, you rookie. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, you had like four or five months to go down the shore And the two days that this team plays meaningful days, you want to go down? I'm like, oh, no, this isn't happening. I'm like, you're going to be out of sync for the show. It's not going to be good.
0: But, hey, I am the luckiest and unluckiest because I've had moments where I was able to turn on the NBC Sports stream and watch the game. That's Mm -hmm. what I did for the game against Boston. That's what I did for the game against Tampa. I mean, Washington yesterday in the car. I was like, phone on Charger, watch the game, I'm set.
1: Also, um... Got some uh, some news here with the Flyers. Uh, they have loaned uh, their newly acquired right-wing Linus Sandin to the Swedish uh, Elite League of HV71. So that is because of the AHL uncertainty, which makes sense, so that uh, Sandin can go over and play uh, there in Sweden in his hometown. So it's definitely something that we'll probably we will see throughout the league. Uh, as I, I believe um, Philip Sedina has also gone over to the Czech League, uh, and that is the Red Wings prospect. So, again that's another thing that if you even want to call really call him a prospect uh because um you know he's, he's been playing in the nhl and he's a very good player but regardless um it's uh it's uh, it's definitely something that i was expecting i'm sure there's gonna be more guys from lehigh valley that do it with obviously the uncertainty of the hl and things along those lines
0: uh definitely and that's honestly a good thing for when these le- these leagues over overseas like they're probably going to get going earlier Then the AHL, then when the NHL wants to start next season. So, hey, they're going to be getting some games in there. They'll be game shaped by the time the NHL wants to start next season when the AHL wants to start next season. So, hey, it's a good thing, honestly. They'll be ready to go, which is a very good thing. And so, Chris, we have the the redraft lottery, if I want to call that, on the 10th, this Monday at 6 p.m. to find out if a playoff team a qualifying team is going to get Alexis Lafreniere that first overall pick. That's gonna be very interesting because we gotta wait for some teams to get eliminated, and we'd at wait till Monday to figure out who gets the first overall pick. Are you excited?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. That is the one thing I am least looking forward to because you know what? My I, I don't know if if the Penguins lose, they're gonna get it. Um, the uh, Rangers the- are already in. The Panthers are in.
0: Um Winnipeg's in.
1: Winnipeg's in. Uh is there's been four teams, right? Who's the other one?
0: There's been three teams that were eliminated. Oh, three. It's only been the Rangers, it's only been Winnipeg, and it's only been the Panthers.
1: Hmm.
0: It's only been three teams that's... so far.
1: Damn. Huh, I guess I'm an idiot. All right. Uh yeah, I mean that's three teams there. And then you got Oh my God! I'm trying to even think who else would get it because then you have to do the fifteen through nine, and then you got to. Oh my if, God! This team is if, be such a mess. If Minnesota
0: loses tonight, they'll be put in there. Mm-hmm. If the Penguins lose, they'll be put in there. If Edmonton loses, they'll be put in there. It's a lot of games. To, it's, but but, it's
1: but just think about it, like Winnipeg. You know, like Winnipeg, the Rangers, and the Panthers—they're all pretty good teams. Do they need that pick? Like it's just, it's just so weird, man. It really is. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna complain about it anymore because you know it's done and over with, and it, I, I couldn't care less at this point. But.
0: Honestly, I for some odd reason when I look at the Florida Panthers because that's just it's just the way the team has been reshaping the roster so many times throughout the years in so little time. Mm-hmm. I just feel like for some reason they're going to get rid of some pieces. I just have that weird feeling because the the front office of that team has just been in such shambles. And literally, it feels like year after year, it's a new roster every single time. So I I just have that feeling they're going to do it again. They're going to do something. Because I I doubt they're going to get rid of Bobrovsky because they signed to that ginormous contract. But maybe there's someone else on the team, maybe a bigger name that gets traded, maybe moved off in the offseason. You never know.
1: I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, it's maybe weird. you'll
0: see, maybe you'll see Florida move to Quebec. You
1: never know. I feel like that's. I personally that happens, think the, you know. the NHL is done with expanding for a while. And not even. Uh, not I feel like that team's going to flat out move. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple more updates. Um, for this uh, this Flyers Lightning game. So this is the this is the uh, uh oh my God! I'm trying to think of the words. The the Lightning lineup. I don't even understand why I couldn't think of that, but. Uh, No Stamkos, John Ruta, or Patrick Maroon on the ice for their first line. Palat, Point, Kucherov, second line, Kalorn, Sorelli, Johnson, third line, Goudreau, Gord, Coleman, fourth line, Paquette, Stevens, and Verhage. And then they had two extras, Joseph and Volkov. Defense, Hedman, Bogosian, that is definitely won there by the Flyers with, uh, you know, that first pair. Uh, McDonough, Chernak, and then Sergachev and Shattenkirk. Coburn and Luke Shen, two former Flyers there, and then Vasilevsky and McElhaney. I honestly think the Flyers have the edge here in these in, with these lines. I think the second line kind of edges out uh, with the Flyers, you know, Hayes line with that sorelli callorn johnson line, um, and then H- Hedman-Bagosian would be better if they maybe had a different guy up there instead of Bagosian. But Bagosian's pretty good, um, but I think Pro and Niskanen really help out there with the Flyers and, and their depth with the, that starting lineup for those first lines. Um, Vasilevsky is tough. Obviously, you know he stole a game from the Flyers. They've only they've only potted three on him this season. But I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm not at the same time because it's like, man, I don't know. It's it's I I don't even have a prediction for you. I didn't give one in my video. I don't have one at all because I don't know how it's going to play out.
0: Definitely understandable. But hey, Flyers are guaranteed second place, so don't mind. Don't yeah. mind if they fall in that game. But yeah. I want to ask you one question before we get to the end of this episode. Is there any team, any team that the Flyers can face out of, out of the teams that they are possibly likely to face in the first round of the playoffs? Are there any team that makes you feel a little bit uneasy, that makes you feel a little bit nervous about the Flyers' matchup against them?
1: Columbus. Columbus. They're the only team. I feel because, like the team Because they me... play so good defensively, and the Flyers actually got them with injuries this season, even though they went undefeated against them. They got them when they had, like, eight guys out at one time. Mm. So, dude, I – and the coaching is, like, neck and neck with Tortorella and, and AV. So, I am not looking forward to that. One thing is that I know that helps the Flyers is the offensive depth they have. And they can – you know, they have the better goaltending. And they can light up these goalies. Corpus and Merz-Lincolns, they've lit them up all season. So, th- there's a bunch of factors. I'm not – to be honest with you, I really don't care who we play because I know we can win. But that's just a team I'm not going to be having the best thoughts about until we end up starting to play the games. Because I just have this weird feeling with this team that every time I watch a game, I just get nervous. And then as soon as Puck drops, it goes away because they're a good team for once in my life. I mean, like, I, I, I've never been un- worried,
0: you know? I mean, that's understandable, Nerves. It's yeah. very understandable. I mean, and I, it's just weird. For me, the one team that does make me nervous, just a little bit... The Islanders, the Islanders make me nervous. I don't know why, but they do. It's just the way Barry Trotz gets that team going. It's Barry Trotz and the way they play for him. Even though the Islanders, they don't have that eight-star player. They, even though Matthew Barzell is a fantastic player in this league, they really don't have, they really don't have that other guy, that other star on their team. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the team just plays well in front of Barry Trotz. The to goaltending be honest with you, I personally well
1: think that we would dismantle the Islanders. You think so? Like, I think we would literally run them over like a freight train. Hmm. Interesting. Like, there... uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, and it's like, and I try to compare this to the regular season, but then I think to myself, well, the Flyers ended up splitting games versus the Habs this year. So does this really matter? Yeah. That's also
0: a thing. Regular season stats don't matter either. It's yeah. a different story when you get into the playoffs, and it just depends on which team is more prepared for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I should rephrase that they did split, but they ended, they ended up they, they did lose the one game, um, but they didn't they didn't like dominate them this year. Like they like they won games like because they were just the better team, and obviously that uh, the goal of the season from Provorov was just freaking gorgeous. But um, regardless, uh, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for tomorrow.
0: Exactly. I am very excited for tomorrow. We all are here in Flyers country prepared to see if the Flyers can finish in second place or they're going to finish first place in the Eastern Conference. So we got a game tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning for the final matchup of the round-robin tournament. The first round of the qualifying round is almost coming to an end. There's few teams that can be eliminated today. Maybe it'll happen today. Maybe it'll happen over the next few days. And then the redraft happens on Monday. And then on August 11th is going to be the official start for the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's going to be an exciting weekend. Can't wait for, the, for it to end. Can't wait for the start on the first round on August 11th. It's going to be a very fun weekend. Let's see if the Flyers can get a win tomorrow against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And for us here at the Flyer Up Podcast, I'm your host, Amadeo Garcia. He is Chris Mayer. And we will be back after the Flyers take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So see you later, everyone.